Okay, now we're back for part two. I hope you all listened to part one. It was very, very good. And in part two, we've got the next four teams, all the four teams that we didn't do in part one, obviously. Jackson, you looking forward to this one? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I have a few mates in this one, and we have a few special guests still in this one. So uh, make sure you listen all the way through, even if your team's not in this one. So, uh, yeah, let's get into it. Okay, and now for the fourth place team, we've got the Cats, and we're delighted to welcome onto the show, Lockie. How are you going, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Keen to crack in and answer a few questions. Yep, so obviously the Cat has finished fourth. How did your expectations compare to what actually happened? Well, man, I guess heading into the season, you know, losing Tim Kelly, who was a major loss, and he's somebody that I really rated, you know, All-Australian last year and somebody who I was a bit surprised didn't take out our best and fairest. Um, I guess despite that loss, I was still reasonably confident, but I guess losing to GWS round one and then having that, like, two- or three-month break, I guess it sort of dampened expectations a bit. And I guess, yes, we had an ageing list and we did finish first um, on top of the ladder last year. But I guess heading, so heading in, um, yeah, I think I was ex- hoping that we finished top eight. So I think top four and being in a really solid position to make another prelim final is an awesome, I guess, position to be in. Yeah. Um, having a look at the round one results just now, there were a few shocks in there. The Hawks smashed the Lions by five goals, which is a fair margin for this year. And the Roos beat the Saints and uh, the Giants beat the Cats, which are a few upsets in round one. So that was a bit of a weird start to the year. But um, was it uh, like kind of, do you reckon a premiership or bust kind of year for you or top four? What was your aim? I think premiership and bust, if you say that, you're really just sort of like um, making it, backing yourself into a corner there. You know, winning premierships isn't everything, although it's something that every club would want to want to enjoy. Um, I think, yeah, look, top four, it's, um, it's awesome. But I think... As a Geelong fan, given our past, I guess, failures in finals, I guess what you really want to see is maybe is probably a better performance because pretty consistently what's been happening in finals the last couple of years, particularly in qualifying finals against um, Richmond in 2017 and Collingwood last year, is we've sort of been caught out a bit. We've, um, we've moved the ball really slowly and it's just been those consistent issues. And then, then um, next week, you know, we sort of turned it around in semifinals and have put in really solid performance. So I think it would just be good to be able to put a performance out there that um, us fans can be proud of. Yeah, more than definitely. Um, who do you think was your breakout star this whole season? Oh, look, we've had a few. Um, the obvious ones is like Cam Guthrie, who's just been named in the All-Australian, and um, Sam Menangola, who missed that, who didn't play in the finals last year. And I think Guthrie came in for the West Coast game. So there's two guys that, you know, that didn't, um, weren't necessarily in our first choice side last year that have gone on to do great things. I think apart from that, somebody who I've really enjoyed is Jack Henry. I think down back, he's been unbelievably solid, um, awesome intercept player, uh, just a really solid one-on-one defender. So those would probably be the three that, in my opinion, have broken out this year. Yeah, so we're recording this nice and early. Uh, probably if you listen to this, or well, when we're recording this, about a week from now, the game is going to be over, Port versus Geelong. So what are your thoughts and feelings and predictions about that game? Well, obviously, we um, 
we beat them quite convincingly last time, but that was down to Tom Hawkins' brilliance. You know, the Hawkins Island sort of came out and he kicked, I think, seven goals and um, had a lot of one-on-one contests with Tom Cleary. You know, I'm not expecting that this time. Uh, Port Adelaide, they, they were coming off a big game against Richmond, so I don't think you can read too much into that result. Finals is a different beast. I think an advantage we have is, is that while well, we've been there before, I don't think Port have been in finals since like 2013 or 2014, so that's a massive advantage, the experience we have. And I just think it's got a little bit of the last dance vibe down at Geelong. I guess with Ablett's last year, um, Paddy Dangerfield, you know, he, he needs that premiership on the CB to go up in the football and mortals. So I think that with that, our experience, I'm, I'm not, look, it could go either way, but I feel like Port Adelaide isn't a bad matchup for us to have. If it does happen and the uh, power end up getting on top, why do you think that'll happen? Um, well, Power's game plan mainly centres around, obviously, so Charlie Dixon is such an important part of the game plan. It's such a contested. So they really rely on his contested marking down the field. So I feel like, so at the moment, our current setup has Blitzars taking a lot of the ruck work and with Reece Stanley out of the side as well at the moment. So I think they potentially have an advantage there if Henderson and Harry Taylor aren't on top of their games because Blitzars is our best key defender, but he's also playing a really important role for us up the field. So obviously, Charlie, if you can get Charlie Dixon up, as well as the fact that they've got a bloke down there called Robbie Gray, who's obviously been one of the best footballers of the last decade, and um, he's really worked his way in a nice um, bit of form, as well as the fact that you know they've got some really strong contested uh, ball players and Travis Boak in their midfield, and um, a little bit of X factor in blokes like Connor Rosie, Zach Butters, and um, and Stephen Motloff, the old Geelong man. <laughs> yeah, so let's just say the best possible scenario happens. You end up winning the premiership. Uh, like when people are reminiscing in a few years, who do you reckon uh, is the kind of big factor, the X factor in the final series, the big breakout player uh, for Geelong in 2020? Oh, I think. If Geelong is going to do any damage in these finals, it's pretty obvious. But Tom Hawkins, you know, he's been one of our most important players this year. So I think if we're going to win the, um, have a shot at getting to a grand final and winning it, he's the sort he's going to have to have three really good games for us, and he owes us a bit because he did miss that preliminary um, final last year due to due to an um, off the ball incident. So I think Tom Hawkins, and then apart from that, it doesn't. Yeah, I think he'd be the main person as well. As you know, Patrick Dangerfield, um, some of his form and some of the finals that we've lost haven't probably been up to his standards. So I think he has a point to prove as well. So if Geelong don't win the premiership, who do you think will win? That's really tough. Obviously, there's the obvious choice in Richmond because they've got the pedigree. You know, they've won two out of the last three and they've just – they've looked awesome. But – I'd have to, yeah, I'd have to say Richmond, to be honest. I think outside of that, I think Port Adelaide are a really solid team. They're being really underrated. You know, they're top of the ladder for the reason. And just because they haven't played finals recently doesn't mean that you can count them out. And, yeah, I think they've proved a lot of people wrong. So I'd probably say Richmond or Port. Yeah, um, that's been a pretty common consensus so far throughout the show. Lots of people tipping Richmond. But by the end of the show, we'll have them all tailored up and we'll give them to our listeners. Uh, But... I think that just about wraps us up. We'll keep it short because we've got three more to get to. So thank you very much for coming on, Lockie. Well, good, man. Take it easy, guys. And here we are, number three. We've got the Tigers. Sam and Christian, how are you guys? 
Good. Thanks, Jackson. Loving it. Feeling good, mate. Good to be here. Yeah, Tigers, they've had a decent season so far. They're always, they've been up and about, uh, up in and around the kind of top four for a long time now. So what have our overall reflections been on the season? We'll start with you, Christian. Um, coming into the year, I was feeling really good. Obviously, after you win the grand final by 15 goals, you always have high hopes going into the next year. Started the season like a house on fire, and then COVID hit. And I think the boys were asleep for a little bit on the way back. I was getting a bit concerned. Dropped a few games early to some teams that we probably shouldn't have dropped games to. But um, I think as we showed last year, the club's got a lot of depth and a lot of resilience. So I never really lost faith. It was good to see the boys pull together and scrape into the top four again. Came for another premiership assault, I reckon. Lucky, what about you? I think you're absolutely right, Christian. Um, yeah, time, and particularly over the last two years, they um, we get written off a little bit um, mid-year because of injuries and stuff. We lose to a couple of teams we shouldn't, like St Kilda this year, although St Kilda have had our measure over the last couple of years. And then we just manage to storm home as we get our players back, and, yeah, it's, it's really good. I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah, we've tried... his language. Yeah, we try to keep a bit of a theme going throughout. We've been asking uh, who the kind of breakout star of the season has been. Uh, so is there like a consensus amongst Tigers fans with a particular player or is it just a few? I reckon the triple the triple Bs, the honeybees. We've got Baker, Bolton and Bolter. We love them, yeah. don't we, Sammy? Yeah, Bolter is absolutely a machine. I love seeing him at full back. Yeah. And he can roost the ball about 75 metres too. <laughs> I, I love, yeah, when you see him, We've got the ball outside 50 and then you see Bolter streaming. So similar to what like Dustin Fletcher used to do, streaming in from the centre square and just goes bang. <laughs> he's like a, like a thoroughbred, really. Yeah. He's like a, he's like a cult. There, there were a lot of comparisons coming through to Alex Rance, but as the season's gone on, I'm starting to think Alex Rance might have a poster of Noah Bolter up on his wall, to be honest. The bloke, is, <laughs> he's a machine. He's a great footballer. I would not be surprised, yeah. But uh, as far as like standouts, uh, our, our younger guys, like Shy Bolton, uh, absolutely playing for And Art's coming in after, like, you know, five or six years in the VFL side as well. Um, they're, the, they're the young guys. Those guys, Bolter, they're the ones that have, like, gotten us through. Marlon Pickett as well. Been huge replacements um, from the A-grade side. Yeah, more than definitely. You have a bit of deja vu. You're playing the the Lions in a double chance. How do you guys feel about this game? Um, pretty positive, actually. I must admit. Now, it's probably a sign of arrogance as well. But um, I think we've had the, we've had Brisbane's measure for, for quite a while in, in Brisbane, and it's going to catch up with us at some stage. But uh, after last year and everything, I think we're going to do all right. Way preferred play Brisbane in Brisbane than uh, Port Adelaide in Adelaide, 100%. Yeah, I'm with Sam. It's we don't mind the Lions and we don't mind the Gabba. We don't mind Queensland. I reckon it's we're 15 on the trot against Brisbane. I think, and we wouldn't be far off that number in Queensland as well. So the Gabba is the new MCG for the Tigers. I think I think I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling okay about copying Brisbane as well. But I'm also cautious because I remember us coming up against the Cats. In 2017, the Cats had had the wood over us for a long, long time and we, we sort of just broke them in that qualifying final and never looked back. And 
I feel like Brisbane is in a very similar situation against us this year. So I think we've got to be on the lookout because there's a there's a real big brother, little brother sort of vibe between these two clubs. And, you know, the little brother in Brisbane is, is growing up and they're going to catch us soon. So we've got to be ready for them. It'll be a good game, I think. Yeah, we're recording this, I think, eight days before the game. But I think in my book, and probably in most people's books, I've got Richmond down as the favourites, barring any big injuries in the build-up. But worst-case scenario, you lose the game. Why do you reckon you've lost it, Christian? Oh, it's not so much that I reckon we're out of it. It's just that I think Brisbane will really have their tails up, um, similar to how we did in that 2017 season. And with the finals being played in Queensland, you know, I think a few sides have sort of shown some chinks in their armour in the last few weeks. The Cats, um, the West Coast. West Coast as well. And Port, I feel like they're just sort of going. People seem to underrate them. They'll probably surprise a few in finals, I think. But I just get the feeling that people are sleeping on Brisbane a bit. Um, they'll get themselves up for this. Their final's hardened now. I, I'm feeling good, as Sam said, about the qualifying final. I think the Tigers will get up, but I just think I just think it's important that we keep an eye out and don't go into it too comfy because the Lions are a good football side and, and they'll definitely bring it up to us, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, Christian, for sure. The, the, yeah, they're probably somewhat of a sleeping giant, Um you would think maybe. So who are you guys expecting to have a big finals chance? Uh, wait, I'll ask that again. Sorry. <laughs> who who do you guys think needs to step up and have a big final series? <clears throat> I think I don't think Dusty necessarily needs to step up, but he's got a lot more left in the tank. I think he's primed and ready to go. Um, it would be handy. Marlon Pickett would be a massive – if he steps up, um, I think that's like you're kind of – the kind of guy that can change a game and, like, really win a game for you rather than just go down to the wire. Um, I don't know if we're going to get Tom Lynch back or not, but if we can get a few goals out of him, for sure. Or even guys like Castagna. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's it for me. Mm. I oh, feel sorry. like um, the Tigers <laughs> have been strong, very strong this year and in the past few years, but... The two areas that I think game after game this season, and even a bit in the past few seasons, we, we're lacking a little bit, and that's the clearance clearance game, as well as our delivery inside 50. We get a lot of inside 50s, but particularly in 2020, we're not going in with very high-quality entries. So I reckon players like, I'm going to pick out Shane Edwards, who's been out of the side for a lot of the year. He's a very silky ball user, great by hand as well, very important to how we play. Um, I think getting him playing his best footy will be huge for us. And Dion Prestia coming back in as well. I um, feel like he goes under the radar a bit um, outside of the Richmond Footy Club. He, he won our best and fairest in a year that we were pretty dominant last year. He's a very important player. and I think his delivery inside 50 will help Jack and Lynn, Jack and, and Tommy um, kick a few bags too. So I'm looking for those two boys to, to lift and help out Dustin Koch in the middle. Yeah, just for me, the game that stands out that I remember uh, from Richmond season, of course, the Essendon game, I remember you guys had an absolute shitload of inside 50s. You were just bombarding us, but it was a bit of a combination of our good defence, which we didn't see too much of this year for the Bombers, and your just inefficiency inside 50. And uh, hopefully, for your guys' sake, uh, that doesn't cost you. So, yeah, um, definitely be aware of that if I was a Richmond fan. But I think we'll go to the kind of burning question in a lot of people's minds 
who have you got for premiers? Uh, could be Richmond, could be another team. Start with you, Christian. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, look at this. So I want, I want another one of these. I want another what one. What a fantastic room. So I'm going I'm to go. I'm going to go for the Tigers. I think. <laughs> I think we're a different beast in September. Dusty's a different beast in September. I mean, I obviously do carry a one-eyed bias, but I, th- I, I agree with you, uh, mate. I think we're looking the best so far. So I'll go Tigers to the finals. Um, and Brisbane is my sort of don't write them off, Smokey. Just for the listeners at home, just to prove your fanaticism, what have you got? What did you just show us in your room there? Yeah, so I was just <laughs> panning around my room. I've got a few six or $700 pieces of memorabilia that I shouldn't have spent that much for because I am still a student. <laughs> but um, I've got a couple from our flags. I've got one more from the 80s and I've got a bit of Trent Cotton signed stuff on the walls as well. Um, Captain Courageous. Yeah, I like to call myself a, you know, a fanatic, but I think the word is nuffy. <laughs> That's exactly how I would describe myself yeah. as well. Absolute nuffy. <laughs> Sam, who have you um, yeah, it's very hard not to say Richmond just because I absolutely love them and I'm frothing on our time up and about. But I think if we don't, um, if we don't win, I think Port Adelaide will win. And um, if we were to meet someone in a grand final and lose, it would be Port Adelaide as well. Yeah. I think um, the, we're almost, feel like we're almost the best we've been in the last three years. Um, as well, and just with the guys flooding back into the side, if we can get them to gel, then I think it's ours. Um, but we'll see. But one thing I've also got to show you is a magnificent piece of the Richmond Football Club, the 1996 team. Very, oh, wow. very 90s driven photo. You've got Richard in, uh, Richo in there, the Callaway brothers, um, Ben Holland. It's just absolute magnificence. 90s at its best. The centenary piece, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've just, I've just moved in, so I haven't had time to hang it yet, but it's going to go front and centre. That's, <laughs> that's honestly something you'd see hanging up at the Rose Hotel. Well, guys, uh, I think we should just leave it there because we've got two more teams <laughs> to get to. So big thank you for coming on the show. Absolute pleasure. You, boys. Thanks for Thanks having for us, having boys. It. Yeah, it was sick. Okay, and for our second last guest, he's been on the show before. It's Adam Denston. How are you? Good, mate. It's nice to come back after being so dominant in the uh, in the quiz. It's always nice <laughs> to come back to a winning ground. It's like Richmond walking back into the MCG. They just walk in. They know the ropes. They know how to walk in, and they just know exactly where to put the ball to win the game. So, you know, it's just that's a happy hunting ground. <laughs> uh, love that. We love the confidence and uh, loving having you back on the show. Um, you are a big, huge Brisbane fan. Um, how do you think your team went compared to your expectations this year? Uh, I think they've met expectations, if not probably exceeded it. I mean, a lot of people expected us to go uh, in the way of Melbourne post their prelim final in 2018. So uh, I think it was a good result. Obviously helped playing a lot of games up in Queensland, but I think we played a lot of games at Metricon that we don't normally play, which isn't always good. But you could see from the amount of games that we played at the Gabba that uh, there's a lot of domination when we get on our home deck. Yeah, do you reckon you would have finished as high as you did if you didn't play so many games up in Queensland? I think so. I still think so. I don't think we're. I think the way that the uh, the team is set up, that uh, it was always everyone's a little bit older. There's young younger blokes coming through, and some blokes like Zach Bailey and stuff showing that 
um, that they're ready to play some good AFL footy. So I reckon that it wouldn't have made too much of a difference. Yeah, that said, who was your breakout star this season in the team? Well, I think the obvious one is Zach Bailey, but I'll go someone else, uh, Brandon Stasevich. Uh, he's been playing a little bit of half back, back pocket, playing a little bit of shutdown. Uh, there was the only thing that he sort of lost it on was when he got concussed, when he ate a bit, his face ate a bit of grass, trying to take a big, uh, big specky. But he is a serious, serious footballer. He reminds me a lot of Elliot Yo. I know that's a massive step up to make, but Elliot Yo, when he first came to the club, came around similar-ish draft pick, um, didn't really get many games early in his career, but started to build up and get bigger and looks like him, size like him, just as quick as him, foot skills just as good, playing a really good lockdown role. But I reckon in the next few years, he will become an, a genuine star of the competition. Yeah, he's definitely someone who's uh, flying under the radar for fans of other teams at the moment, but it's good to hear he's doing well and absolute breakout star. But moving to the game on Friday night, the big game against the Tigers, what are your thoughts? How are you feeling about it? Are you anxious about it? What are your thoughts? Uh, mate, actually, yeah, it's, it seems like a long way away at the moment, but I, th- I mean, we obviously haven't beaten the Tigers since like 2009 or something like that, uh, and they haven't lost at the Gabba since 2004. Um, but I mean, somewhat confident about it. I'd, I'd not really thinking this one, I, to be honest, I'd probably rather lose to them in the qualifying and beat them in the grand final. I reckon we can probably only, maybe only beat them once in the, in the final series. So I'd much rather that happened in the, uh, in the day in October rather than on a Friday night in September or start of October, whenever it is. So if you guys do win, uh, how do you think you will get on top of the Tigers? Uh, I think... It will have to be stopping their the space in their forward line. So I think how they always drag a player up to the contest when the ball's on the wing to then make it a five-on-five five in their forward line. I think if we can leave that bloke back and then make it a six-on-five, because I think giving blokes like Tom Lynch too much space to work in is always a bit of a recipe for disaster. So I think Jack Payne will probably go out for Harris Andrews when he comes in, and then that leaves probably Darcy Gardner's got to play on Dusty when he goes forward. Leicester's probably got to play a little bit taller on, um, on Rewalt. And then um, all the other guys will play the sort of smaller. Noah Answorth might play on someone like Jake Arts, one of the small guys. Noah Answorth as well, another breakout star. He'd be one of the best lockdown back pockets in the league in the next couple of years as well. Yeah, but uh, on the other hand, if worst comes to worst um, and you lose the game, what are the weaknesses do you reckon that will be um, kind of taken advantage of by the Tigers? Uh, I think it'll be if they make us play slow and down on down through the boundary. We will need to. I think guys like Birchall and and Rich will need to uh, chop the ball, and they commentators always use the phrase "bite off," but they need to bite off some passes through the middle and uh, run down because the gap is not particularly long end to end. But I think if we play slow into the contest and and sort of big packs that are on the wing, that Richmond's rebound footy is pretty well documented about how quickly they play. So out of the team, who needs to step up from their season to have a big final series to help you guys win the premiership? Uh, probably, it's probably a bit harsh on this bloke, but uh, Dane Zorko probably hasn't had the best year. That he had a couple of those calf troubles with his um, his plantaris muscle early in the season, but then that snapped and he's come back a bit. But he's probably been quite, uh, he can just be so damaging. And if he's kicking one or two goals a game, 
but he always kicks them from around outside 50 or on the 50. And if he can break through the middle and bust open a few clearances, that'll go a long way. Because you know that Lockie will have 30 and Jared Lyons is probably one of the more underrated midfielders going around that um, they'll sort of do their job and they'll do the same thing every week. But if we can have someone like Zorko bust out, then that'd be nice. Yeah, another question we've been asking all of our fans, who do you reckon the player will be if you win the premiership or go far? You'll be reminiscing in a few years and you'll say that's that was his final series. He was the X factor and just uh, was really helpful towards our hopes. I mean, it's probably Locke. It's probably Lockie Neal. Like if he dominates, it sort of caps off his year. He'll sort of take every – I mean, at the moment, he's slated to take every single award that's – in the market, but it could be someone like Eric Kipwood if he steps up and plays a serious three or four weeks of footy and, and kicks a bag in a couple of those games and then takes a lot of marks up on the wing for the other, then he could be the guy that really turns it because he's massive, fellas. He's like, he's two metres. He's huge. I met him last year at the grand final uh, lunch the day before, the grand final eve lunch, and he, like I'm 6'2", and I was genuinely craning my neck up to him. He's a, He's a massive, massive man. So if Brisbane don't win the premiership, who do you think will be premiers? <laughs> uh, that's my Siri. Uh, I think it would be – I mean, it's got to be Richmond, doesn't it? I think Geelong will make it, but I don't know whether they'll win it. I'm not, I'm not completely sold on them. I think the shorter quarters have benefited Geelong more than they've benefited any other team because of their team's age. Um, so if they are to win it – then I think that would be one of the primary reasons. But, yeah, I think that Richmond is the the obvious one. And one last one, Friday night. It's probably the game I'm most looking forward to in week one of the final series. Can you give me a winner and a margin, please? Uh, I mean, this week, first week of the final is always the best because you've four games, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday, Arvo, and Saturday night. That's like primo football time. It's easily the best week. But I think that... To be honest, I think the Lions will win. I think it'll be close, and I'll go Lions by 14 points. I can't tip against my boys. Have we had anyone tip against their boys yet, Jackson? No, I don't think so. I don't think it's ever going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, exactly. Finals is like when when you're um, tipping with your heart, not your head, because you're not playing in any – all the tipping season's finished. So if you're not going to support your boys, then who else is going to do it for you? Yeah, exactly. But uh, we better move on. We've got one more guest to get to. So thank you very much for coming on the show again, Adam. Too easy, fellas, up the lines. And now for the top of the table, Port Adelaide Power. We have Kobe here. How are you, mate? Not too bad yourself. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, okay, so we're just going to go through Port's season, really. So how was your? How was the team season compared to what you thought uh, they'd do? Uh, I thought just the main uh, thing about it was just the consistency, Um yeah, uh, we, we we had a few uh, hiccups here and there, but just being able to go the whole season without dropping off the top of the table, I reckon is a pretty relatively good season, if you ask me. Yeah, like, I don't know if that's happened uh, in my memory, like a team being top of the ladder from round one till the last round of the season. It's pretty insanely impressive. So, well done on that, Port Adelaide. But, um, so... What were your expectations coming in? Was it uh, like a top four or just finals? Because you didn't make finals last year. Honestly, um, every, at the start of every year, I'm, I'm usually thinking we're going to do well. And it's going to be a good season. But then just we'll start well and then drop off towards the end of the season, just losing games that we should win. But um, 
as just as the season go, I kept getting more confident because we just weren't dropping the games I thought we would have, which is um, always positive. So who do you think was the breakout star for the team this season? Uh, well, I think a lot of our um, our older players stood up and um, helped the younger players through, like Butters. Um, he, I reckon he's probably our standout. And we've got uh, Darcy Van Jones down back who recently just got the um, All-Australian. Um, and, yeah, obviously Charlie just up top, just not dropping nothing all season. Yeah. yeah. Charlie Dixon's been an absolute force this season. He's been kicking like two goals pretty much on a consistent basis pretty much every game. So, yeah, he's gone very well. But um, looking forward to Thursday night, what are your thoughts? Are you nervous? Are you confident? What are your thoughts about the game? Oh, look, I'm, I'm very, very nervous. Um, Geelong are a bloody good team. And uh, the way they played against us last time didn't give us nothing to play with. So depending on how we play... We'll, I guess, judge how the game goes. But I always think that we can be able to beat them if we play our best for you. So, yeah, if you do end up winning, how do you think the team will win? Uh, I think uh, we'll just <laughs> – I'm not sure how we'll win. <laughs> <laughs> i just just hoping that we don't play to it, just one kicking along to Charlie every time, which I think that's what screwed us up last time. It's got to be – different ways of scoring and different ways of getting forward and not getting singled out by Hawkins again like last time because that's what screwed us. Six goals, that's always going to kill you. Yeah, I think stopping Tom Hawkins is going to be a, a big, big part. But if worst comes to worst and you do lose, is, do you reckon Tom Hawkins is the big factor in you losing the game? Yeah, I reckon definitely. Um, and also, if... And again, if you've got uh, Hawkins out of the game, you've also got to watch out for Dangerfield, which is um, a very good trump card to have for John. <laughs> yeah, and um, they could even put Dangerfield up forward like they did in their last round against Sydney, and uh, they put him up in the forward line in the second half. He kicked like two or three goals. So, yeah, yeah. very dangerous again. But uh, should we just go for a margin and a uh, winner for Thursday night? Oh, um, I reckon it'll be a close one. I reckon maybe... Eight points, um, back on the boys in Port Adelaide. Confident. I like it. I do love it. I love the confidence that all the fans have had. Um, (laughs) If the power don't get up in the granny, who do you think will? Um, Sadly, I think it might be one of the the two favourites, either Geelong or Richmond. But I'm really – I reckon if Geelong are playing their good footy, they'll, they'll win it. Yeah, Geelong uh, and Richmond have probably been the two uh, main teams that people have tipped throughout the show. So, yeah, I'll probably be surprised if it's neither of those two, uh, neither of those two, or you. So, yeah, they're my three big favourites for sure. But uh, so, let's say you do win the premiership or just make a grand final. Uh, so, twenty twenty in a few years' time, whose finals is it going to be? Who's going to be the big X factor throughout the final series for Port? Big X factor. Uh, I reckon just honestly the way Butters has been playing, he can just open up a game like nothing else. Like he's just unpredictable and just hard at the ball. Um, and then just Charlie, if he's on, he can rip open a game, doing whatever he wants. Yeah, I, yeah cool. I think that's, that's all we needed really. I think yeah, so thanks very much for coming on, mate. It's been good. Problems. Cheers for that. 
And we are done and dusted. How good was that, Harper? Done and dusted indeed. We talked about 20 people from eight different teams there, and it was super-duper fun. Uh, Way better than I expected. I expected it to be good, but that was an absolute blast. Yeah, meeting people from eight different teams, uh, hearing their different opinions on how their team went this year and all that other stuff uh, to do with finals. So uh, just on on behalf of both of us, I would like to thank everyone who came onto the pod. We really do appreciate it. We are a small-time uh, podcast, but for everyone who came on, it just proves like there is people out there who listen. So thank you so much to everyone. And thank you so much again uh, to the people who couldn't come on. We had to knock them back because we've got that many applications for it. Uh, we had probably double the amount that we had to accept we rejected so it was just yeah we we're blown away by the awesome feedback and if you have got any feedback on this episode or the podcast in general jackson what are our socials so we are where do we begin on facebook we are wdwb pod on instagram and twitter where else can they find us harper yeah, so WDWB pod on Instagram and Twitter, and you can give us an email, where do we begin pod at gmail.com. Uh, give us a five star review on your favorite podcasting app, and please, please, please tell a mate because we know uh, they'll love it if you love it. So please tell a mate, it would be much appreciated. Uh, yeah, anything else, Jackson? Yeah, just um, also to everyone out there who listens, if you know anyone who would love to come on the pod, uh, if we find someone very interesting who's done something well in the sports uh, sector, we'd love to home on. So let us know. Yeah, exactly. And quickly, I forgot to say the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash WDWB pod. And uh, yeah, support us uh, financially a bit because we love uh, a bit of money to help us on this journey, which takes a lot of effort. And I think that's about it. Jackson? Yeah, that's it. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. See you next week.